0: god is good and we are excited for what god is on the horizon of doing you know i said a moment ago 2022 was an amazing year and yes indeed it was in the year of 2022 we saw 29 people give their lives to jesus and and be baptized is that not awesome Over the past two years, we've seen over 40, almost 50 people give their lives to Jesus. We've seen 25 growth groups with 35 different leaders uh, disciple 273 people in the year 2022. And you saw our our video about uh, what's going on in Ghana with our missional partner, Austin, and Training Tomorrow's Leaders. I love Austin. If you didn't get to meet him last year when he was here... You missed out. But I think we're going to start revving up some mission trips here um, in the coming uh, year and next year. And so I really encourage you to be a part of that because we're going to do some exciting things. In 2022, we sent out over $80,000 to our missional partners to advance the kingdom of God. And you saw just some of the things that God is doing because of your faithful. And your generosity to advance God's kingdom. Because of your generosity, we met financial needs of numerous people within our own community who have needs with maybe it's heating bills or, or, or lighting bills or food and groceries, whatever it may be. You've helped numerous people with our Good Samaritan fund. And this past year, for, if you recall, we collected 5,583 cans of food for our local food pantry to meet the needs of those in the West Hills area. And you just just to even go a step further, all week long, every week of the year, we make significant oppor- we open up the doors here for significant opportunities. To advance the com- to, uh, community of impact and the kingdom of God with our outreach efforts through the landing. And through the landing, this past year, we've hosted around 60 birthday parties, uh, uh, close to over 130 rentals, and we've seen over 1,500 completely new people walk into this building and experience the love of God with our free play outreach. Thank you, church, for making 2022 an amazing year. I didn't even get into all of our outreach efforts through our Impact Kids programs with MEGA. You know, did you know between MEGA uh, Fall Fest and MEGA Summer Camp, we connected with around 2,000 people to advance the kingdom of God. Guys, God is moving. And I believe... 2023 is going to be the best year yet. You guys ready? You guys ready? Because God is definitely on the move. And you know, biblically speaking, individually and collectively, Jesus calls us, he calls you and me to be ambassadors in this world. That's found in 2 Corinthians 5.20. He says we are called to be ambassadors in this world. And we're ambassadors with a mission. And that mission is to bring reconciliation between the world... And Him. That's our call. That's our duty. That is our purpose. You wonder what is the will of God? You wonder why we exist? What it, why are we here? It's for that reason. In everything that we do, in everything that we are, we are called to be His ambassadors, representing Him to bring the world into a reconciliation with Him. You know, an ambassador, you know, this is just a representation of a nation or a kingdom. If you go to another country or you go into New York City with all the UN partners, you'll see the ambassadors that are there and all these different embassies. And when you go there, you know they don't represent themselves. They represent the nation. In other words, when we come into this world, when we go out into our day-to-day lives, you don't represent you. I don't represent Bill. I represent the kingdom of God and Jesus himself. That's the mindset we're supposed to have. That's what God calls us to. You know, we are called to be his representation in the world. And in order to represent him, we need to know him. Can I just take a sidestep here for a moment and, you know, ask you, how are you doing with your daily encounters you know here at impact we talk a lot about our core steps and one of our core steps is daily encounters in other words making it a habit every single day of our lives to be in the presence of god to sit down open up his word read his word digest it process it and determine what does this mean for me and spend some time talking to him and listening to him how are you doing Will you make it a New Year's uh, emphasis? If this is not a daily habit for you, to make it a daily habit. Whether it's five minutes a day or an hour a day, that's not the point. The point is making it a habit in your life to be in the presence of God. Because, friends, we cannot be his ambassador. We cannot guide people into his presence if we're never in his presence ourselves. And so will you make it your commitment this year, if it is not a habit in your life, to say, this year, my main focus is going to make it a habit of my life that every day I'm going to be in his presence. I'm going to open up his word and spend some time in his word. I'm going to be talking to him. That's what praying is, talking to him and listening to him and just be in his presence. If you've never done it before, just start by five minutes a day. Maybe set your alarm extra five minutes early and just get down, grab that cup of coffee and just spend some time with him and tune everything else out. Make it your habit because we are called to be his ambassadors to guide people to him but we need to know him to where to guide them towards. We are to represent him and the big question I think we need to ask ourselves today what are we ultimately known for? As Christians in this world collectively and individually. What are we known for? If I was to go out on the streets of Moon Township and the West Hills area and downtown Pittsburgh and all across the country and ask people, what does the church represent? What type of answers do you think we'd get? And what type of answers do we hope to get? And there's probably gonna be a little bit of a divide between what we hope to get and what people would actually say. I guess we have to ask ourselves, why is that? Why is that? What are we known for? How are we representing him? You know, Jesus called us to be his ambassadors. In John 12, and I'm sorry, John 13, Jesus said, the world will know his disciples by their ability to love. Guys, the greatest mark of being an example of Jesus is our ability to love. I guess the question is, how are we doing? I, I mean, I'm pointing at myself, I'm pointing the finger at myself right now, because we like to talk a big game, but the question is, are we living it out in our day to day lives? Not just here at church with every other person that mostly agrees with us, but when we go out in our day to day, our Monday through Friday, Do we represent him well? Are we following his commandment that we are called as disciples to love others? How are we living that out? How are we representing Jesus? When people see you, do they see him? One of the most important questions you can ask yourself as we go into this year, when you're out at Walmart or Costco or Sam's Club or or McDonald's, when people see you, Do they see him? I mean, how do you treat people? How do you talk to people? Do people know that you actually care about them? Or do you put off the vibe like, boy, I really annoy him. I really annoy them. What type of vibe do you put off? Because can I just be real? Why would the world believe that Jesus wants to be with them when his followers act like we don't even want to be with them? I mean guys we have to love enough to show that we care that I'm willing to hang out with you even if I don't like what you're doing do I love you that much you know in the old testament there was a story by the name of Jonah by a guy by the name of Jonah did you hear that story i mean you know the story because he was the guy that was swallowed by the big old fish and then the fish vomited out it's a t- totally disgusting story But the heart of the story is impressive because I look at that story and I look at the mirror at Bill and I think, there's so many times I'm Jonah. Because God called Jonah, hey Jonah, you need to go to Nineveh. It was the most despised location on the planet Earth at that time. Despicable place. Everybody was going against God's standards. I mean, nobody wanted to be in that town. And Jonah's like, no way, not me. I'm not going there. I'm not going to hang out with those people. I mean, have you seen them? And finally, after getting swallowed by the fish and being swimming in the stomach of a fish with all the other fish guts, he gets vomited out. He says, okay, God, you got my attention. I'm going to go. And he goes to Nineveh. I'm really fast-forwarding through this story. He goes to Nineveh. He preaches the gospel, points people towards God, and then guess what he does? He goes on the mountain to overlook the whole city of Nineveh in hopes, and anticipation that God's just going to wipe them out. You know what that showed? God, I'll kind of go through the task of sharing your message, but ultimately in my heart, I want you to destroy them. And I wonder how many of us live our lives just like Jonah. Guys, I fear in some ways we become a nation of Jonahs. We're not really concerned so much about the person or the soul. We just want to, hey, I'll share the message, but let's see God wipe you out. Because I want to be right. That's not love. It's not. It's not the love that God called us to. You know, God wrote, or listen to some of these verses in the Bible in 1 John 4. And so we know and rely on the love that God has for us. God is love and whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. And this is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. And listen to this, in this world, we are like what? Hmm. <laughs> I don't always live up to that standard. Let's just be honest, none of us do and we're not perfect and that's okay. Okay but we should be striving to live out this verse that in this world we are like Jesus. They will know we are his disciples by our love. A few verses later it's written, we love because he first loved us. We experience the love that he's given to us and we should turn around and share that. The Apostle Paul took it a step further in Romans 12, he wrote this, don't just pretend to love others, really, Love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. We are called to love and to serve. Jesus said our primary mark of representing him is our ability to love. And I get it. It's a balance we have to walk. It's a balance with the walk to maintain his standard and live out his standard while also walking in love. I get it. It's not easier. It's a lot easier said than done, but that's our calling to strive to. We're not going to be perfect, and that's okay. The goal is not perfection. The goal is about taking that next step, that next step. I'll do better tomorrow than I did today. That's the goal. That's the path that Chris talked about at communion time. Taking that step towards him. Living out love is our ultimate call. This, my friends, is the mark of a kingdom worker. You're going to be hearing us talk about this a lot throughout this year. Because we are called to be kingdom workers. And our goal and our, our ambition as we move out into this new year is to build a foundation that kingdom workers are being developed and kingdom workers are stepping up. What does that mean? Well, kingdom worker is someone who uses their gifts and their talents and their abilities to serve God's kingdom. It's looking intentionally every single day in your Monday to fri- Friday for moments to bring people towards the glory of God, to point people towards his presence you know a kingdom worker walks in love guiding other people's towards god's presence guiding people towards the presence of jesus and so in our day-to-day lives we need to ask ourselves throughout this year every single day are we living in a way are we treating people in a way Are we making choices that showcases the love of God and points people towards his presence? How are we serving people? How are we loving people? How are we being there for other people? Do we care? Do we act like we actually care about them? Or do we just put the vibes like, I don't really care about you. In fact, I'm just here because I'm supposed to, but I don't really want to be with you. We resemble Jesus by how we love. And here's the challenge. Our society today bombards us with the message, well, we just need to love. And I think in a lot of ways, we've lost sight of what that actually means. What does it mean to live in a way to love like Jesus said? Well, I think we go back to one of the most basic and well-known verses throughout the Bible, John 3:16. You've probably seen it hanging up signs and in sporting events and other places. And sometimes we miss the simplistic message because we complicate things so much. But look at John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have Eternal life. Do you see that? Let me read it one more time. You know it. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. This verse gives the blueprint and the path towards living love being a representation of Jesus in this world. And it begins by showing that we care more about the whole person rather than just caring about their actions. That's where it begins. That's opposite of Jonah. Jonah just carried about, let me fix your actions and then watch God destroy you. No, Jesus said, to love like I love, you need to actually care about the person, the whole person, The Bible says, for God so loved the world. Jesus walked this. He lived this. He lived out love every step he took. Every day he breathed, he lived out love. He came into the world. Don't miss the magnitude of that moment. He left everything that he had. He is the king of all that is. Sitting on his throne. And he walked away from his kingdom to live in a little old hut called earth to be with us, he gave up his throne to walk with you, to be by our side. And not only did that, over and over again, all throughout the gospels, you see this man of love hanging out with the most despised of the community. The people that no one else wanted to be with, talk to, or or, or associate with, Jesus was the one who went running into their homes to hang out with them, to eat with them, to get to know them and to point them into his presence. Are you willing to go and just hang out with people that annoy you, that you despise, that you actually hate the choices they make? Do you love them uh, enough to just be with them How will they ever know that the king of all kings wants to be with them if we don't want to? That's love. He gave up. He came into the world. He loved us so much that he came to us. And we need to do the same. We love enough that we go to them. Jesus showed each person that no matter the choices that they're making in that moment, he and God really, really, really wants to be with them. And he proved that because he, the Son of God, really, 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 really wanted to be with them. Do you really, really want to be with the people that's not in this room today? Because we should. We should. This doesn't mean we disregard biblical standards. This doesn't mean we okay choices that are opposite the will of God, but the But this does mean that we have a tendency to focus sometimes so much on truth that we forget about grace. We forget about love. This means that sometimes we focus so much on being right that we no longer see the person. We have a tendency to only see the behavior. Our job is not to change people. Our job is to guide people towards him. And then Jesus and his spirit does the life transformation. We need to trust him enough to do his job so that we can do ours. We need to guide them towards him. From there, we need to intentionally look for opportunities to serve others with our gifts, our talents, and abilities that God has given to you. John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he gave. Jesus lived love by constantly giving and guys don't take this the wrong way but because i'm speaking to myself i think in our society we're so focused on trying to build comfortable lives that we hoard our blessings that god gave to us rather than living love by living lives that's living in generosity by giving whether that's financially or by our gifts, our talents, our resources, or just our time, giving it to somebody else, to love them, giving in a way so that the the body together collectively can advance his kingdom, that that Austin can do what he does and other missional partners that we can live that way. We are called every day not to hoard our gifts, our talents, but to use what God has ingrained us with to be his light in somebody else's life. That's a kingdom worker looking every day for opportunities to, li- to, to present the gospel of Jesus in their life, to love them in such a way, to guide them towards his presence. You know one of our elders here um, is Patrick Kennedy, and there's so many people who are living this out in their lives, and Patrick is, is one of those people who I have so much respect for and so much um, gratitude for that he looks every day of his life in everything that he does from professionally to personally, how can I use what God has given me to be a blessing to somebody else? Let me invite Patrick here to share his story.
1: All right. I don't know that I can live off to what he just said, but we're going to give it a shot here. So in the Bible, Jeremiah 29 11 says, God knows the plans that he has for you. Now, what that verse doesn't tell you is that God's plans for you are probably nowhere close to what your plans for yourself are. So just a real quick history on me. Uh, You need to know this for foundation. I come from a super long line of self-employed people. My grandfather started in business way before the Depression. My dad, the overachiever, had a real job and was self-employed for most of his adult life. Both of my uncles owned their own businesses. So I'm probably kind of like Lieutenant Dan from Forrest Gump. I was probably predestined to be a business owner. Right? So as a wide-eyed college kid in 1991, uh, I came to the realization I was making more money working for myself on the weekend than I was for the guy I was working for all week. So I'm gonna do what the rest of my family did and I'm gonna start my own business and work the rest of my life hard and that was gonna be that. But there's two words in the English language that when you put them together, They changed everything. They changed what you think you know, and they changed what you know. And those two words are, but God. But God had a different plan for what I was supposed to do with the stupid little business that I started in 1991, and he started revealing that to me through a book that my dad gave me actually when I was in college by a man named R.G. Letourneau, who I'm sure none of you have ever heard of, but R.G. Letourneau was a super powerful businessman in the early 20th century. And he was also a super committed Christian. And one of R.G.'s main points in his book was that God needs business people as much as he needs pastors. Now, in R.G.'s day, that was a pretty foreign concept. If you were going to do ministry, you need to be standing in a pulpit on Sunday. But R.G. saw that different. So through that book, some mentors in my life, some other things I read... God started kind of changing my perspective about what I was doing for a living. That it wasn't just about the work, which is what I was wired to do. It was about the people uh, that I would encounter and what I could do for them. And to be honest, even though I've been kind of doing business that way for a long time, I never really sat down and put a definition to what being a kingdom worker really meant to me until Bill asked me to do this. And as I thought about it, it kind of ties into what Bill just said. The definition I came up with for me to be a kingdom worker is for me to be the best steward, the best manager of the gifts, the talents, the abilities, and the resources that God has given me to help meet the needs of other people and to grow his kingdom. Now, full disclaimer on this right now, I do not have this dialed in and nailed down every day. I mess this up constantly. There are stuff that I don't do that I should and stuff that I shouldn't do that I do. Just ask any one of my guys when they see you and they'll be happy to tell you how bad I messed this up. But our underlying purpose is to try to represent Jesus well and how we do everything. I try to run my company how I think Jesus would, which is impossible because he is perfect and I am not. But he lets me use my passions. And I just want to share, you know, how cool God is because one of my greatest passions is giving guys jobs when they need it. And God blesses us that we are always busy enough that there's something to do. And if I hear somebody loses their job, I can pick up the phone. I can call them like, look, man, just show up in my driveway tomorrow. We'll get get you some work. We'll get some money in your pocket. If you need to be here for a day, a week, a month, 10 years, it doesn't matter. Come, show up, go to work. Hopefully, you'll be better when you leave here than you were when you got here, and you'll be ready for the next thing. God lets us use the resources he gave me to do some work for some people that probably couldn't afford to do it otherwise, which is amazing to me that he allows me to do that. But I just want to wrap up by saying one thing to everybody here in this room and everybody online, that I am not unique in my position. God has given everybody in this room gifts, talents, passions, and abilities and resources to meet the needs of other people and to change the kingdom for him. So if you're ready to go for the ride of your life, just uh, take a seat, put your seatbelt on and ask God what it is he wants you to do to grow his kingdom. Thank you.
0: Just like Patrick said, every one of us in whatever roles you have in life, has the opportunity to make a difference in somebody else's life. Every one of us has people every day that crosses our paths that God's giving to us to make a difference in their lives for him, to guide them towards his presence. How are, you, how are you using your time, your resources, and your abilities to do that in your day to day? That is a kingdom worker. You know, Jesus ultimately loved, showed love to us because he gave up everything. You see, my friends, love is ultimately revealed through our ability to sacrifice. That's where where it is. Giving something up that we have that may be special to us for what's best for somebody else. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Friends, this is sacrifice the father giving up his son and the son willingly walking to that cross that is sacrifice that's what he calls us to do to give up our wants things that we may hold as valuable for the best of somebody else to ultimately guide them towards his presence where they may be known and the ultimate sacrifice is to give up of ourselves, our resources, and our talents, just so that we have the opportunity to give someone a glimpse of Jesus, a glimpse of him, giving them that opportunity of reconciliation. Jesus said, the, greatest, the mark of a disciple is their ability to love so that they can reconcile the world with him. That's why we sacrifice. That's why it occurs. And guess what? Ultimately, reconciliation is a choice. It's a choice. You can't make anybody choose Jesus. We can live in such a way that makes people not want to go to Jesus, but our job is to live in such a way that we constantly point people towards him but the hard cold reality is we can't make the choice for them. Reconciliation is a choice each person has to make. You need to make that, I need to make that. And every person we come into contact with ultimately has to make that choice. See, here's the whole cold hard reality. His love gives us the opportunity to choose him. Because of our cho- poor choices, because of our sin, it separates us from him. Our job is to try to close that gap by guiding people towards his presence. But every person has the opportunity to choose. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him may not perish. That's the choice, that's the choice. Let me ask you, do you believe in Jesus? If you're sitting here today and you don't know him, maybe you've been put off by him because of his followers. I get that, we all make mistakes. But if you're sitting here today and you don't know him, and you're interested in getting to know him, we'd love to talk to you. We'd love to help you on that journey because you can experience the greatest story ever told you can experience the life that he truly gives. Life is up and down, but with God we always have the ability to walk through it. If you don't know him, make today the day that you choose him. Make the day that you say, God, I want to follow you. I want to experience you. If that's you, stop by the Engage Impact booth after the service and we'd love to pray with you and help you begin that journey. But guys, we have to guide people towards that opportunity. And notice something. The option to choose comes after our willingness to sacrifice. Comes after our willingness to, to love them in a way that points them to the, towards the cross. And we need more people. To do that. Guys, I hope that this becomes the year that we start a movement of kingdom workers, that we become a body of believers that collectively, as a church and individually in all of our day to days, that we become a people that lives in such a way that in everything we do, we show people, I love you. You have a God that wants to be with you. That died for you and wants to transform your life. And I'm willing to walk that journey with you. I'm willing to give up my time and my resources and the gifts and talents that he gave me to guide them toward his presence. Will you join us in those efforts? Because the the work is needed. The Bible says Jesus said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Guys, I know it might not see it when you watch the news, but the news lies. There is an opportunity awaiting for us. A harvest that is ripe to produce some amazing fruit. But God just asking, will you be willing, will you be willing this year to become kingdom workers? Will you be willing this year to be the workers that produces the fruit in this harvest? because it is ripe, it is ready. We just need to be ready to to step up and go. Will you go? I hope you join us next week. We're gonna be talking a lot more about what I believe God's gonna do as we take steps to become kingdom workers. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, I thank you so much for who you are. Lord, right now, I just pray for every person in this room, every person watching online. I don't know all their stories, I don't know what's going on in their lives, but you do. Lord, for those people sitting here right now or watching online right now who don't know you, who are just kind of trying to get through each day broken and hurting, have not experienced your life that you give to them. Father, I pray that right now in this moment, they may turn to you. I pray that right now in this moment, they may run towards you. And if that's them, may they come to Engage Impact and just begin that journey to experience your life. And Lord, for for those of us who are following you, who have given our lives to you, Lord, I pray that this becomes the year that we take the next step to be kingdom workers, that we use our gifts, our talents, our resources, and our time to showcase this to this world, that you love them. And Lord, that we live in such a way that we guide the world to you, that you may be the one that transforms their life and transform this world. And Lord, may you receive the glory. Thank you for this new year. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your goodness. And may you continue to move. It's in your name we pray. Amen.